Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show, the talk show dedicated to helping Christians buy and sell cars by the book, not the blue book, not the orange book, but by God's book, the Bible. Call the Christian Car Guy with your questions, 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 1-866-348-7884. What does being a Christian have to do with buying a car? You're about to find out. Here's your host, Robbie Dillmore. Well, the great news is that car accidents and fatalities are significantly down nationally. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's December report showed highway deaths fell to the lowest level in more than six decades, down 26% since 2005. And what do you think, Bill? Could it be people are listening to us talking about slowing down every week and how it can save lives, no texting and driving Wearing their seatbelts, what do you think? See, I believe everybody in the United States right now is tuned in and listening to you on a regular basis. I am. <laughs> it makes it makes a tremendous difference to me, Robbie. Well, it could be. I don't know. We could not, we could up but anyway, nonetheless, even with the accidents and the fatalities way down, the scary statistic is that lawsuits are even more prevalent. So, as I noted in an article at ChristianCarGuy.com, here's the real difficult question. Should a Christian file a lawsuit? Should a Christian file a lawsuit? We are asking that question today. We need your help. You can call us at 866-348-7884 and tell us what is your feeling on that. Maybe you're an attorney and you have a clear... Yes, I know the scriptures clearly teach we're not to take another believer to court in front of other non-believers. But what about an insurance company? (laughs) Is that a different matter? What do you think? We really need your help. If you're a lawyer, maybe you're a judge, or you are a pastor, a lay leader, or you just have a strong opinion. Maybe you were in a situation where an insurance company was taking you to the cleaners. 866-348-788. Eight eight four. Should a Christian sue an insurance company? How do you interpret First Corinthians six? Oh well, we're going to get to that. That that's what I'm wondering from because I see there's more than one way to interpret that scripture. So there is some scripture we're going to talk about that, and you can tell here to help us this morning. We have our very own Christian insurance guy, Bill Mixon, a nationwide agent here in North Carolina. So this is your week for those insurance questions. Bill loves it when you do this. Rate ripoffs, questionable quotes, deductible dilemma, adjuster fluster, 866-348-7884. And, Bill, you're, you've got a couple of these situations that you're I currently do, dealing and with. I've got to be very careful. You see, my wife works for a law firm, and some of my <laughs> best friends are really great Christian lawyers. So I've got to be a little careful. But I do That's have, not an oxymoron Christian lawyer. Well, <laughs> I've met some of them, too. <laughs> um, I, I had one client that got bumped by somebody and had whiplash. As she's having the worst time trying to, to get the other company to help her settle that case, they have told her if she can't show damage to her car, that they don't owe her anything. And that's been an interesting two-week discussion and then i had a client that fell down in a friend's home and hurt herself and we've had a discussion on when someone's legally liable and when there's not so it's been a very interesting week trying to wrestle with this particular topic ah uh, now you have a view you have an opinion i would really love to hear it i i would this is a great question 
888-888-7884. We can get your view or maybe have a question for Bill. By all means, call us. And, of course, this is the uh, first Saturday of the month, so that makes it the Jesus Labor Love Weekend. And our lead volunteer, Vic Hill, is in Fuquay, Verena, North Carolina. He's going to give us an update on what's going on with that. And, and hopefully you can find a way you can be praying and helping out with that ministry, Free Car Repair Labor for single moms and widows across the country. And what do you think, Bill? Fuquay, Verena. It sounds like a breakfast cereal, I think. I, I grew <laughs> up in Raleigh, so I'm uh, familiar <laughs> with that part of the country. Of course, Lizard Lick always seemed rather yeah. interesting to me, too. <laughs> then coming up at the end of the show in our appraisal by the Real Black Book, that's where we search the Bible for hidden treasure, cry out for discernment, lift up our voice for understanding. So what's your response when you've been wronged? There's a picture at ChristianCarGuy.com of a guy who split his car in half so he <laughs> wouldn't have to give his wife anything of value in the divorce. So when you listen to Job's cry in, in, in the book of Job when he was talking to his uh, comforters, you can see he's screaming and yelling, and he just let it fly, and we're going to talk about that. But I learned something about that, something about Job, something about the book of Job that is so huge. I've been trying to swallow it all week, and every time I take a little bit more of a bite of it, I'm getting a little more faith, and I get to share that coming up at the end of the show in our appraisal by The Real Black Book. Well, we are very thankful. We already have Walt calling in from Salt Lake City with an answer to should a Christian sue somebody. We'd love to hear from you at 866-348-7884. Walt, you're on a Christian Car Guy show. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, listen, I think that... uh you know, Scripture lets us know that we suffer sometimes by being Christians with other Christians, and we let things go. But when a company is in business commercially to make a profit, and there are, let's say, Christian attorneys, or, or let's say they're a company that's handling insurance to uh, a Christian, I think that Christian has a right to uh, mediate that through the judicial system because it's it's a, it's a business transaction. It's not just a, you know, your friend kind of took advantage of you, and, uh, you know, you're going you're gonna to let the Lord work it out, because he's the ultimate, uh, you know, judge in those matters. So that's my idea. Well, I love that, and, and, and that has a lot of interesting angles to it, because I think, you know, personally I can see that, and, and right, after I, right after I became a Christian, I'd been a Christian about three years, I got crushed between two cars, and the insurance company that, you know, was the, the man, unfortunately, was underinsured, and then, you know, I ended up getting an attorney to try to help me with the people that had put on the event where I got hurt, and eventually won that lawsuit, but it was all very tricky, and I was trying to, you know, maneuver around that 1 Corinthians 6 to make sure that the poor guy that hit me didn't think, wow, that guy's a Christian, and he just won't let this thing go. Well, I was in a wheelchair for two years, so it was hard to let it go. Uh, it's it's a, it's it's an interesting thing. Yeah. Well, I think, and that's and that, and oftentimes, you know, uh, when we get older in Christ, I mean, we lay those things on Him, and uh, He, you know, He'll He'll if you're listening for that little small still voice, which takes abiding in the word and that's the part that Christians have a hard time with I think is that it it can some they could do it real quickly and some it could take them years for me it took me years but I learned the lord and I learned that he's the one that he can if he tells you to do something do it but if you're listening to that voice or if you're reading the written word uh I think it's 
between two Christians that sometimes you're letting things go, and then in other cases it may be that you're not. So, uh, but he's not to make a spectacle out of you know, uh, let's say matters where they're dealing with. Uh, that's why you got to be very careful with your Christian brothers sometimes right. or sisters. You you let things go if you can't let something go. Don't put it out there. Well, that sounds like great wisdom. And interestingly, Bill told me just yesterday. Uh, that quote about when you listen, when you don't listen to God, do you quit hearing? How did that go, Bill? Uh, that Jesus said, if you love me, you will do what I've instructed you to do. And if you do what I've instructed you to do, God will love you and I, Jesus, will love you. That there's a principle that if you w- were willing to do what God tells you to do, your hearing is astronomically better than if you're not going to do what God tells you to do. So if you're not going to do what God tells you to do, you shouldn't be upset that it's been a long time since you heard him. Because it wasn't that he wasn't talking to you. It's that you weren't receptive. So you didn't have ears to hear. Again, Walt, I appreciate your wisdom. Tell us what's, hey, what, I, what, what, do, what do you do there in Salt Lake City? Well, um, you know, I'm, uh, I'm still in the construction field. I, I do construction-related things. Wonderful. And, uh, hey, listen, uh, along with what Bill said, I've got a scripture that you can apply for that. It's a great scripture. It's the 14th chapter of John, and the 15th would be a good read also, but where he says, abide in my word. You know, and, and Bill brought out that if you love me, you'll do my commands, and, yes. which is another scripture. But he says, abide in my word, and not only will I come to you, but also the Father will. And he's the way so. to the Father. That's awesome. Great stuff, Walt. Well, you keep, <laughs> you keep abiding in him. We really, really appreciate your call this morning. I appreciate your wisdom. God bless you, brother. Thank you, brother. Thank Bye. you. Bye-bye. Wow, that's some great stuff. And I know you're sitting there. You've got a strong view on this, or maybe you don't. Maybe you, maybe you have questions on this. We would love to hear from you. The number to call in and share, 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. This is a, it's a, it's a sticky wicket for some. I, I've run into people that don't believe in suing under any circumstances. Maybe you have that view, or maybe you have a view it's on how you do it, all those things. We're discussing that when we come back. We're going to hear from Vic Hill with the Jesus Labor Love Free Car Repair Labor. They pay for just the labor. For single moms, widows, families, and crises across the country, we're going to get an update on that program. When we come back, we need to hear from you, though, 866-348-7884. I could while away the hours, conferring with the flowers, consulting with the rain. My head, I'd be scratching while my thoughts were busy hatching if I only had a brain. Oh, that's often the question in Robbie's world, (laughs) if I only had a brain. (laughs) These are difficult questions sometimes. The one we're talking today is should a a Christian file a lawsuit against an insurance company or file a lawsuit, period, may be the question that that you have. That's the question we would love to get your view on, 866-348-7884-866. Three, four, truth. We're looking for wisdom. We've gotten some tremendous so far from some listeners. But I'm going to give you this scripture that, that a lot of folks use in this particular situation. It's 1 Corinthians 6. And in the NIV, it reads, the very fact that you have lawsuits among you means that you've been completely defeated already. Why not rather be wronged? 
why not rather be cheated? Instead, you yourselves cheat and do wrong, and you do this to your brothers and sisters. Or do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who have sex with men, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And that is what some of you were. But you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the Spirit of our God. That is the scripture a lot of folks use to say, well, we're just, we're, we need to stay out of court altogether. What do you think? 866-348-7884. We, of course, we're going to be talking about our Jesus Labor Love in a minute. And all this information is at ChristianCarGuy.com, as well as the Jesus Labor Love Free Car Repair Labor now, the labor for single moms and widows. We got Janice is in Louisville, Kentucky. Janice, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. Wonderful talking with you again. I had spoken with you a couple of few months ago, maybe two to three months, well, three or so months ago, in regards to a uh, cousin and I were in an accident. I was driving. It was a little fender bender, and I was a basket case then. And uh, we were both Christians. And at that time, my opinion of those sort of things were a little different than they are now. And God has used that situation to do a, a tremendous work in my heart regard, regarding that. At one time, I thought that Christians just should never, ever, ever take one another to the ungodly. Uh, but there are situations where I think that we are in the we are in the world, and we're not to be of the world, but. Being in the world, you have to abide by the laws of the land. But in my case, my cousin, I still feel, uh, has sued me falsely because he was not injured. And I, there were three of us in the car, and it was an opportunity for her to receive money. And a lot of times, Christians think, like the world thinks, that they're not suing you. They're suing the insurance company. But in retrospect, it's you because my insurance has went up tremendously behind this, so I am being sued, in, you know, in effect for it, but my heart has, from the time I've spoken with you and you prayed with me, and I, I was just a basket case over, didn't know what to do, uh, but God has dealt, used that situation, and I think he uses us with each other to show us where we are and to show us how to love our brethren, and I think that, you know, uh, because I did have the insurance, and I'm grateful that I did, and the indeed that her or whoever would have been hurt because of me in an accident that I was in, I just thank God I would have been able to, you know, that's what it's for, for someone to be, you know, well, maybe not whole yeah. if you can't, but, I mean, what? if she was injured, I wouldn't have minded. I, well, whoever, I wanted them to be made whole, but in this case, she was not injured, and I was devastated at that time, but I'm so much better now, and thank you for your prayers. Well, and, and we're honored that, that you would call us with that burden when you had it, but I'm curious, have you been able to reconcile with your cousin? No, sir, I haven't, and that is, to me, is the, the travesty of the whole thing and the trick of the enemy, um, because... Uh, as, as you, I don't know if you really remember me, but... I do. Uh, I remember it very well. And she, was, she is a woman of the cloth, um, and that's what devastated me the most because it was so unexpected. And, again, I didn't understand anything. I'd never been in an accident before in my life. Uh, and, and, you know, and, 
Yeah, you bring out some wonderful points in there because it's clear through the Scripture, whether you're in a lawsuit or you're not in a lawsuit, you don't do wrong. You don't tell lies. You don't mislead. You don't try to take advantage. And, 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 and that is, is a situation that obviously is done before unbelievers. It makes it even worse if you're in that role. And so greed, yeah. greed takes over and gets involved. But we need to now be praying for, for your cousin, that, that, she, um, that she too will have a change of heart and, and be able to, because, you know, the, therein lies the real challenge is that there's no relationship anymore. And without a relationship, um, it, it seems like everybody loses. It seems to me you were a member of her congregation, right? You were in the same church? No, we weren't in the same church, but we have grown up together. She's a first cousin, and we, we, our family has been brought up in the Lord, and, you know, as for the young kids up. And she's older than I by several, a lot of years, about maybe 10 years. Um, and, and she proclaimed to be the, the pastor of her church. And so I felt we were brethren. She's a man of mine on equal. We took sweet fellowship together. In fact, the day that the accident, the fender bender happened, I had taken her to a Christian event um, and was going to treat her to some food afterwards, um, wow. taking off work and all that. But what I want to say really is the whole, my whole point of calling with this now, it was one to tell you thanks and how I'm so much better now because, again, I was such a basket case then, and I was terrible. I didn't know what to do. I was afraid she was going to take what little I don't have much, but I was told, you know, people tell you things that they'll sue you, take your car or whatever. But uh, but what God has done through in me, you know, that forgiveness is something we say we have, and it's easy to say that, you know, in words. Yeah, but I know when the mean. rubber meets the road, that is a big pill to swallow. And that was my my whole journey was to to really do you really you you know it's how I how the Lord I responded and it showed me me and I did never I never got an attorney I never rebelled with her in any way I've been dealing with my own insurance company and they are going to pay her something and, she, and her attorney is trying to get the maximum that he that she can get uh, and come to find out she's done this is her sort of a way of living she's done this so many times that's how oh, wow. she gets money and i mean not to say she set me up but she will take an advantage of any situation and, and i believe if she had been injured i would wouldn't have never thought anything about my insurance company doing her right but we none of my own mom was in the car and no one was injured and the accident again was a fender bender and the person who i had the fender bender with was an unbelievable and oh, wow. he never railed against me at all. He walked away. I'm t- and that, I mean, wow, he was an unbeliever. Well, so, the good news know. is we are we are all thankful for your, for really it's a healing when you get to be able to give forgiveness when you're, when you're having trouble with that in your heart. So we're thanking God for that. Now we're going to pray God will help her in her repentance. And we got Vic. Holding on, we got to give an update on the Jesus Labor Love. Thank you, Janice, for calling in. But we got to hear you. What's your view? 866 348 7884. Should a Christian sue an insurance company? When we come back, we're going to hear about Jesus Labor Love.
when you start talking lawsuit, it seems like, wow, that is the danger zone. What do you think? Should a Christian file a lawsuit about uh, against insurance company, maybe about against someone that isn't a believer or someone that isn't a believer? That's what we're talking about today. We would love to hear from you. 866-348-7884 is the number to call in, but it is also the Jesus Labor Love Saturday, the first Saturday of the month, where we talk about our ministry to single moms, widows, families in crisis across the country. We have a network of repair centers that offer the labor. Now, not the parts, but the labor to help repair these cars in certain circumstances when we can get it arranged. And one of the ways that we arrange that is through the Jesus Labor Love website and also ChristianCarGuy.com. If you go there, you'll see a great big Jesus Labor Love banner and on that, you can, if you're needing help, you can click on that and request, you know, some service. And then what happens is I'll get that email and I forward off to our volunteers, which the first volunteer in that process is Vic Hill. And he sometimes passes it off to other volunteers that work in particular areas. Like we have had some real help lately out of some folks in Lexington, Kentucky. We have a new volunteer there. where We have a volunteer who's just over the triad part, part of North Carolina but Vic, we've even gotten them from California this 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 last month, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, it was our. I think it was our first time. Uh, but uh, that's great. That's great. I don't know. I think a friend told her about it. But uh, but I think that's great. First time we reached out that far. Salt Lake has been kind of the the area that has been active out there. We've gotten some from Albuquerque, but that's about as far west oh, yeah. as we've gotten. So. The process again is if if you're if you know a single mom a family in crisis, it, originally it was just for single moms and widows, and we have a lot of widows that that have these needs. Then they can go to JesusLaborLove.com or they can go to ChristianCarGuy.com and they click on that Ask for Help and they fill out a form and that form it gives us a way to know you know about the situation to have some references to check so that when we go to these repair centers we say okay. Here's the need that we have, and we've checked our references, and here's what's going on. Where the we get held up the most is obviously we don't have enough repair centers, and we really don't have enough uh, folks to go out and call on repair centers or make the phone calls and those kind of things. So also at JesusLaborLove.com is another button you can push that says be a volunteer, or there's a button you can push to be a repair center if you're listening and you own a shop somewhere and you go, gee, um, I might consider doing that. And, and Vic, all we ask a repair center to do, it's a very simple process. Uh, when we get a need, like we're, like we're talking about, the lady fills out a form, then Vic will call that repair center and simply ask, will you be willing to take a look at this car? Now, you're not agreeing to fix the car yet until you know what we're, what we're doing and what we may need and what it may need. And then we've got other resources that we can sometimes help with too. But can you describe for our listeners, Vic, a little bit of how that conversation takes place with the repair centers? Well, when I when I call in, the guys that I'm used to dealing with, uh, they're very open and, and receptive and everything. And some that are new are kind of a little bit apprehensive on what they're getting themselves into. But the, the main thing that we want to uh, put them at ease is that, you know, they can always say no. You know, if the job is too big, you know, like a motor overhaul or something like that, and they can't afford that much time, they can say no. But they can be a big help when it comes to putting on a starter or alternator or 
something like that. Or they can uh, still discount them. Yeah, if they if they need a motor or a transmission, they'll still donate a certain amount of it, so it'd be a whole lot less expensive. That's right. Than, than well, it they would kind be of commit to so many hours a month, and uh, anything over that, sometimes they'll go over it. Uh, most of the time, they try to stick to it because they've still got to make a living. But I think it's wonderful that these guys are putting in, you know, time of their own. It's it's uh, it's a true labor of love for them too, and, and uh, along with the volunteers like myself and Keith and Robbie and those others. The one in oh, we have all these prayer warriors out there, that which, which, by the way, if you want to be one of the prayer people, every time we get a need, we send it out. I think we've got about 15 people on that list that pray uh, for these these needs. Uh, we would love to hook you up with that, too. So all those are at JesusLaborLove.com or ChristianCarGuy.com, where you can be a volunteer. Or you can just volunteer to pray. You can volunteer to make phone calls, whatever it is that you feel comfortable in doing. We could use the help, and we're so thankful for the ministry. But one of the big things that you can do is if you go to ChristianCarGuy.com, there under the Jesus Labor Love page are all the repair centers, and there's probably one in your area if you're listening because we've got them in almost all the cities now that um, carry our show. So there you can see these are Christian guys that are offering this service to single moms, widows, families in crisis. If you're looking for a good place to get your car repaired, guess what? Your money to help support these people helps support this ministry so we appreciate them doing that don't we Vic? we sure do and and the guys out there um it helps them a lot because you know some of them are not wealthy guys they're just good christian people that are struggling and and need all the help so if you've got friends and neighbors that need a repair you need to look on that list and if there's one close enough to you try them out there you go god bless you vic i appreciate your help with this so much and uh, you can find out again all about it at christiancarguy.com. Thanks, Vic. God bless you. All right. Have a good one. <laughs> Thanks. Uh-huh. All right. We have a very interesting... Wow. I just lost the phone call. I accidentally clicked the wrong line. So if you are the gentleman that was suing the judge, please call us back immediately because I accidentally knocked you off the line at 866-348. This is what it said. It was a man, I think it was in, in West Jordan, Utah, that said he was suing a judge. So... That sounds like an exception to 1 Corinthians 6 to me. <laughs> so we need him. Oh, there's the line. Maybe we got him back, Bill. But that that's a whole situation, and, and your interpretation of 1 Corinthians 6 is a big part of it. Now, you have got people calling you every day, and, and I think you've got some wisdom as far as the lawyers, and can you share some of what you tell these people? Well, one, one thing I have seen, it, it's really rare that when you bring an attorney into this situation, that you end up with more money than you would have before. And if you have some wisdom in the way that you deal with this situation with the attorney, you can end up a whole lot better off than if you just jump in and assume the attorney is going to do everything in your favor. Our caller's back. Yes, we do. We have Richard back in West Jordan, and I'm going to try to put him on instead of knocking him off. Richard, God bless you. I appreciate you hanging on. I hope you're not going to sue me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a friend that spent uh, three years in jail wow. before he even got a trial. And what happened to our Constitution, where it says we have a right to a speedy trial, a public speedy trial? Yeah. And uh, when uh, these judges don't obey their own ruling, I think they should be sued. 
and uh, yeah, there's you know again when you've got that friend sitting there, and I, I think most people would look at that situation and say, "I'm glad that Christian stood up for his brother." Wouldn't you, or Bill? You're you're looking at well, me grimacing. Yeah, what do you think? I do a lot in the jail and prison, and. I, and my mother worked in the uh, Poke Youth Center as a teacher, and it, it, the cases where I've seen them draw out like that, usually, and not in, I don't know this case, but usually it's because other facts and other crimes and other problems crop up after the person's been arrested. So in most of the cases I've seen where there's not a speedy trial, it's the the legal systems finding more and more information out and more and more crimes come up and deals are struck. And Well, Richard, what, what was it in your situation? Pardon? Was that the case in your situation, or was it just they were dragging their feet? No, they were just dragging their feet. And, uh, and uh, there, was only, uh, there was only one issue, and I'm not going to go into it, but uh, uh, he spent uh, three years in there before he even had a trial. And uh, uh, once we went and filed a lawsuit, then uh, they start uh, taking notice. And uh, you're not going to uh, do this with an attorney because uh, they all sleep in the same bed. And they yeah, all that's going to put you at least, <laughs> at least the same hotel. Well, that's certainly. Yeah. But, you know, I, for one, Richard, am a Christian that's glad that you're standing up for your brother and, and trying to make sure that he gets um, a fair trial or whatever. And I, I, I wholeheartedly agree it, with what I'm understanding, that that would be a thing that a brother would do is stand up for his friend in prison. So God bless you, Richard. I appreciate you calling in very much. That's right. And uh, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer in the Lord, you know, and uh, I'll tell you. I've uh, studied law for over 30 years, and uh, the reason I start studying law is I moved to Salt Lake with a trucking company in 1979, and I got eight speeding tickets in two Uh-oh. months. <laughs> and every time, every time, it didn't make any difference which officer it was that uh, they would all say the same thing. And if you remember, in 79, we had a 55-mile-an-hour speed law. Right. And uh, they would say, I got you doing 70-mile-an-hour on my radar, but I'll give you a break and reduce it to 65. And after you get a few, you start watching yourself pretty close, you know. And I was coming this way. Uh, toward Salt Lake from Snowville, and uh, another trucker already told me, he says, there's a smoky bear at milepost 18. Okay, thank you, you know. I made sure I was doing 55 mile an hour, and I get halfway down the hill, and here he comes with his lights on. And let me and, guess, he said, I, I got you doing, I, I'm going to guess he said, I got you doing 70, but I'll reduce it to 60. <laughs> Is that what he yeah. said? Oh, wow. I'll reduce it to 65, you know. And yeah. so, yeah, you gotta, you got to stand up for the truth. Well, Richard, I've got to run, but God bless you, brother. I appreciate what you're doing. Stand it up for your friend out there, okay? Okay, thank you. Thank you. Wow. <laughs>
there's been a lot of stuff that goes on out there, and, and we got to stand up for what's right, right, Bill? Well, you certainly have to try, and in some circumstances, when it doesn't work, you need to have peace about the fact that there may be a better way to deal with it. And there you go. Talk about peace. That's a good transition into our appraisal by the Real Black Book. That's where we search the Bible for hidden treasure crap for discernment, lift up our voice for understanding. As I mentioned uh, at the beginning of the show, what is your response to having been wrong? There's a picture at ChristianCarGuy.com, if you go there, of this guy who split his car in half so he wouldn't have to give his wife anything in the divorce settlement. So we have a tendency to seek our own justice. We have a tendency to hang on to things. And I can remember, um, for those who know me well, no, I used to be the Chrysler dealer, and a lot of stuff happened that I ended up losing that dealership. And I'll never forget putting my stuff in my box, you know, as you're having to leave. Maybe you got fired at one time or another, and you're putting your stuff in your box. And you're really crying out to God, what's up with this? I mean, I thought I was fond of you. And, and, and you're, you're, you're holding on to this little thing and you're holding on to that thing. And so when you listen to Job's cry, now Job had lost his wife. He'd lost, I mean, he hadn't lost his wife. He'd lost his kids. He'd lost his money. He'd list, lost his farm, all those different things. And Job was upset, but he had three comforters, Bill. That's the good news. <laughs> and, the, well, those three comforters. He, he, they had quite a discussion. But at one point in that discussion, here's what Job said, and it sounds like he was pretty upset. It says, know that, and this is quoting Job, know then that God has wronged me and has surrounded me with his net. If I cry out concerning wrong, I'm not heard. If I cry aloud, there's no justice. He has fenced me up in my way so that I cannot pass. He has set darkness in my past. He has stripped me of my glory and taken the crown from my head. He breaks me down on every side and I'm gone. My hope he has uprooted like a tree. He has also kindled his wrath against me. I mean, Job is some kind of upset here. You, you can hear that. So the interesting thing is what happened to Job? And, and there's a lot, there's, there's sort of a big fish that I'm going to throw out here and see if you can swallow it that George McDonald passed on to me. And I've been swallowing it all week long. And the more I swallow it, the more my faith gets stronger. But first, let's just hear what happened. Of course, the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind after this long discussion, and he said, Who is this that darkens my counsel by words without knowledge? <laughs> In other words, Job, you're clue-free. <laughs> well, you're looking at me again, Bill, like, well, he's, he's, he's saying, Job, it seems like you got words without knowledge. Now prepare yourself like a man, and I will question you, and you shall answer me. So interestingly, Job is looking for justice. He's looking for answers God gives him questions and you may remember he asked him a series of questions like you know when did you set out the boundaries of the earth and how many times have you set the tide and if you got got it going on you can make this and that happen so the question that George McDonald asked about that that we're going to answer when we get back is so what good came of it to Job what was the benefit to Job of going through all that stuff now, I understand that I've benefited from reading the book of Job for years and years, but what what was Job's benefit for having gone through all those kind of things and asking all those kind of questions? He had a very peculiar answer and a very big fish we can swallow when we come back in our appraisal by the Real Black Book and the rest of the Christian Car Guy Show.
So what is a Christian's response to being wronged? That's what we're talking about today on a Christian Car Guy show. Specifically, we were asking, should you sue an insurance company? If you're a Christian, then we were asking you to call in at 866-348-7884. And we're also discussing Job's response to having been wronged and his view and and what was going on with that. It's interesting that as we talked about what how God came back to Job after he made those discussions, but what George MacDonald teaches in his book, Unwritten Sermons, he said this, and it took me a while to try to swallow this, but I'm going to throw it out there. He said that good is stronger than evil. Similar to light overcomes darkness. So those people who say that good and evil are opposites, not necessarily if good is stronger than evil, similar to how light overcomes darkness, he went on to say, and this is the part that's a little hard for me to swallow, that evil exists to serve good. Now, there you go. Try th- Now, if you just try to swallow the end of that a bit, just keep biting around on it, and you'll find that Romans 8.28 says all things work together for good. Well, evil would be on that list <laughs> for those who serve the Lord and are called her according to his purpose. But <clears throat> now with that idea of what George McDonald suggested was here at the end where Job then answers God, then Job answered and said, the Lord, he said, now I know that you can do everything and that no purpose of yours can be withheld from you. You ask, who is this who hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore, I've uttered what I did not understand, things too wonderful for me, which I did not know. Listen, please let me speak. You said, I will question you and you shall answer me. I have heard of you by hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you. The point that George McDonald was making is that what Job needed, he had all this stuff. What he did not have is a real life personal relationship with God in the way that he got one after the book of Job. And so it was for Job's benefit that he went through these different trials because in the end, Job was closer to God. And so in this particular case, it illustrated his point that evil did in fact serve good. Of course, you got to go around to get, and again, I didn't say this was an easy thing to swallow, but it's a fascinating concept. And nonetheless, I, you can't help but cling on to Romans 8.28 and say that, okay, we're talking about lawsuits. We're talking about all these different things that happened. Even Janice's situation where her cousin, somehow or another, God's going to bring that into good. And, you know, therein lies the challenge. Now, Bill is over here. He's studying fast and furious. I, I know you've got stuff that you've got to share. Well, not to take away from what you said, but in my mind, dark is the absence of light and evil is the absence of good that in my mind, after many years of of studying Job and and frustration with Job, I'm under the, the understanding, the belief, the interpretation that God had a hard time helping Job because Job kept blaming God for the bad things that were happening to him. And in the same way that if my children blame me for something I had absolutely nothing to do with, and then I fix it, and I allow them to think that I caused the bad thing to happen, I've destroyed or, or ruined the, their picture of me. I can't step in and do that. If God steps in and solves a problem when we're blaming him, and then he fixes it, and we end up with this 
improper picture of God, we've damaged our relationship with him. So in my mind, when I'm in the jail and I'm talking to the guys, I'm saying, yeah, I wonder if Job had said, God, why are you doing this to me? If instead he said, God, why are you allowing Satan to do this with me? That the whole book of Job would be a whole lot thinner than it is. I I don't know that I can go there, but I do know this, that you one thing you said is very accurate, that the book of Job is all about Job's view of God yes. and Job's view of himself. And yes. as we all work on those two issues, if we can get yes. a better look at God, then we can't help but, like Job, say, hey, I don't have it. When I get a good look at God like Job did, he goes, now I know I don't know nothing. <laughs> well, that's kind of what Robbie that's why I start out with it if I only had a brain thing, because there's so many things that go along those lines. Well, we want to thank you for listening to the Christian Car Guys show this morning, and certainly our listeners, all the wonderful calls and the wisdom that was shared this morning is greatly, greatly appreciated. Remember the Jesus labor of love, free car repair labor. Now, not the parts, but labor for single moms, widows, families in crisis. Help us out. Go to JesusLaborLove.com or ChristianCarGuy.com. Certainly want to thank Bill Mixon. And remember, Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for good for those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. Thank you for listening to the Christian Car Guy Show.